everyone, welcome to the Intro Me podcast. In this episode, Annie Richmond, who is Director of Innovation and Design Strategy at Starbucks, and I chat about so many helpful, uh, insightful pieces of advice for getting your career off the ground and pushing through challenges. Uh, the one I love the most really is just her mental toughness in rooms where uh, many of us would be very intimidated and uh, her approach to dealing with that. So jump in and then jump over to intro.me to learn more about us. That's I-N-N-T-R-O dot M-E. Hey, Annie, welcome to the Intro Me podcast. How are you? I'm good, Steve. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, you know, I could start this off the same way I, I've, I've been running these episodes with. You know, it, this is an, a, a super thrill for me because we've known each other for so long and I've watched mm-hmm. you grow in your career. So I'm excited for you to be able to share all of that with our audience today. Um, it's, I mean, some great nuggets of learning and inspiration and um I know we were making jokes before the show about how you got here, um, but it really uh, has been a lot of effort on your part, in all honesty, and uh, a lot of, you know, leveraging networks and people. Definitely. So before we, let's, let's jump in like this. How about uh, as, you know, Director of Innovation and Design Strategy at Starbucks, can you just like share a little bit about what does that mean? I think these titles sometimes can, uh, you know, not be confusing, but it's like, what the hell, what the hell do you do at Starbucks? What does that mean? Yeah. What yeah. is, yeah, what is that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, it, it took me a couple of revs to even write my title down uh, <laughs> on LinkedIn and really understand what I meant by it. Actually, the HR people at Starbucks were like, what do you do? And what do you want us to call you? And it's like, I don't know, I'll Google it. And I'll let you know. Um, But how I think about my job is, um, I really help the leadership team at Starbucks, make better decisions for the company's future by helping them tap into um, what humans really need and what they want. So really, at a basic level, understanding, you know, who our customers are at Starbucks, who our employees are at Starbucks, and then what do they need and um, how are we meeting those needs today? And if we're not meeting those needs today, how could we better meet them in the future to help the company thrive? So, so the design piece is really human-centered design and the strategy piece is really about making decisions. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. And it's, you know, it sounds like to me that it's, you know, a lot, some, some people will have a job or a role that focuses uh, maybe in a very narrow way on some kind of area of expertise. Um, it sounds mm-hmm. to me that the, the challenge for you is you've got to understand the whole system. Yeah, I, I really love living at like the 10,000 foot view, um, you know, different strokes for different folks, but mm-hmm. I like seeing the whole picture um, and kind of putting the pieces together. And a lot of the work that we do ends up, you know, informing work on the marketing team or the operations team or, the communications team or the finance team even. Um, and I don't have those, you know, specific areas of expertise. I just like to focus on people. 
That's a great focus. It's uh, fun. It is, yeah. Um, so Starbucks, that's, that's a, I mean, a huge brand. I mean, everybody knows Starbucks. And if you're like my kids, uh, you're, they're kind of uh, almost addicted to it. They love it so much. <laughs> but, you know, we're going to get to how you got there. But let's start with going way in the way back. And, and what was your first uh, professional job or even if you want to, you know, internship? Um, where did you start? So my first professional job was actually at GE Healthcare in Milwaukee. And I was a junior in college, um, and it was in the the marketing department. So I was a like an analyst for the marketing team. And how did you land that? I went to uh, one of those dreaded networking events at Marquette. So I went to Marquette for college, and we had a lot of business folks in the area who would come to the business school. I was a business major, um, and just tell us about you know different jobs that they had or um, trying to share, you know, different opportunities in the area. Um, and I went, uh, kind of like sat in the back row, you know, didn't really want to be in the front row, didn't <laughs> sure. want anyone to make eye contact with me. Right. I was just, just there for the free food, probably, free food. honestly. Yes. That's <laughs> I'm going to be honest. It was like, <laughs> exactly. Um, but this, this guy, Jim Orheim, um, who ended up being my boss at GE, spoke um, about his experience at GE Healthcare and kind of how he loved the intersection of business and really doing something that he felt helped people. Um, the section of GE Healthcare that he worked in was um, medical devices for cancer patients. Oh, wow. So he really loved the fact that he could use his business skills and then also feel like he was making a difference. And I, you know, kind of perked up at that, especially being in college and um, interested in community service and just social justice in general. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, maybe I came to the right event. Uh, so <laughs> after the event, I went up to him and introduced myself. I just, there was something in his pitch that kind of sparked my interest. Um, and I don't know, I've, I just felt like in my gut kind of that I should go introduce myself. And I asked him if he wanted to grab some coffee. And we did, you know, like a week later. And then he didn't have an internship program um, created at the time. But I think we just kind of hit it off, you know, grabbing a cup of coffee and kind of bonding over the fact that we both loved this social impact and business angle. And they made me an offer, um, which was awesome. I think, I think there was just, you know, some kind of spark where you kind of get those like butterflies in your stomach and you're mm -hmm. like, I shouldn't do this. This feels <laughs> scary. This feels like a risk. Um, that's probably when you should do something about yes, it. Yes, agreed. Um, I think it's funny that uh, you're in the back of the room and probably like a lot of students at that point, um, mm -hmm. you know, are nervous to or not sure or hesitant. And, and the story of how these things happen is always consistently that, the this the person the student made it happen because they did mm. what you said and what you did took action right so that's um that's really uh i think a a great bit of advice for people who are looking to start 
or launch their career. And, you know, sometimes these events can seem a little intimidating, but uh, you you make them what you want to, and uh, you can really take advantage of, of some of those moments. Thinking through this, you know, maybe the early part of your career, um, or even if there's anything recent, I'm, I'm really interested in any advice that you've received, because we're, you know, we're a podcast about trying to share lessons and, and offer advice to young people starting their career. So you've probably got a ton of great advice. What, have you ever got, received advice where you're like, mm, nope, not going to do that. And you just ignored it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a lot. Uh, definitely. <laughs> Okay, so some advice that I didn't ignore at first, but I ultimately chose to, was to always agree with the most senior person in the room, you know, or always agree with your boss, um, even if you don't actually agree with what they're saying. So I'm not sure if this is something that someone said out loud to me necessarily, but I think it's kind of this unspoken truth in corporate America that you're, you know, even especially as a young person or when you're early in your career, um, it seems like everyone's smarter than you and, you know, you kind of just um, look to the most senior person that they're shaking their head. Yes. Like you kind of do the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this really is super detrimental, honestly, and you put yourself in a box really early um, because and you can really become known as a pushover. Sure. Um, if you're sure. just like kind of always the yes person. Right. And I think there's something to be said for being a yes person when you're early uh, in your career. You can you know, you're always saying yes to the opportunities that come your way. You're always interested in learning new things. But when you're always agreeing or not pushing back or not really sharing what you actually think, um, I think it's a trap and I think you can become known as a pushover. So that's something I did, you know, for the first couple of years. Um, But then kind of learned that I think leaders actually respect people more when they bring their own opinions to the table and share honestly Mm -hmm. um, and push the conversation, you know, in a helpful direction. This can really help you stand out. So kind of along that theme uh, of advice and uh, finding your path, you got to hit some bumps along the way. What was sort of the best mistake you've ever made? Um, You know, something that may have happened that seemed like, wasn't good at the time or in the moment, but then it ultimately ended up being something good. I would say the best mistake I ever made um, was wasting six months of my life studying for the GMAT, um, which is to apply to an MBA program. So coming into a corporate job, I heard over and over again that I needed an MBA to succeed or to get to the next, the next level, especially in strategy. So you'd hear things like you know, to be a director at Starbucks or to be a director anywhere, really, um, you would need an MBA. And um, a lot of people on my team, I was on a corporate strategy team, they came from, you know, McKinsey and a lot of the ex big four. um, And they all had MBAs, and they were all super successful with MBAs. Um, And so I made the mistake of assuming that someone else's path would be the best path for me. So I kind of you know, followed instead of really listened to myself. And I spent six months studying for the GMAT, which I hated. <laughs> um, I completely dreaded it. Um, I missed, you know, birthday parties and I missed fun travel trips and just, I don't, I don't even want to remember that time of my life because I was so sure. bored. Um, and I, 
I made the mistake kind of of talking to everyone about it. And I think this is something, you know, a lot of us do when we're trying to make a hard decision is to talk to as many people as possible and get kind of all of the opinions of our friends and our family to help us make that decision, um, which I would probably talked to 50 people and was just completely overloaded with opinions to the point where I felt very stuck. Um, but the reason I say it's the best mistake is because I think this is a turning point in my career when I really started listening to myself and asking myself, you know, like, what do I actually want to do? Um, what's important to me? And then try to block out all of the other voices and really listen to what was true for me and trust that. So uh, has it been, I guess I've got kind of a double question. Um, it's usually the point where we say, okay, from where you started and your journey that you've shared, what's sort of the link uh, from that to what you do today? And I know social impact was important to you. Um, and, and, you know, you started the, the podcast by talking about how important people are to you and, and your work. Um, you, you, what is that link from, from the, uh, you know, the Annie that was sitting in the back of the room uh, to the Annie today at Starbucks leading these processes that, you know, can, can result in new things that the company does? Yeah, I think people has always been a big thread for me. Um, I think authentic relationships have literally got me every single opportunity that I've had. Um, and it, it usually those relationships help me with the next one also. Um, and they're not, I mean, of, you know, I think the way I approach it is like I, I genuinely... Um, build relationships with people that I like mm -hmm. and that I think share the same values that I have. And then that ends up kind of working for itself um, in the kind of jobs that come, you know, come up for me and where I get kind of recommended or who advocates for me. Like I, those advocates, it's important to me that I share the same values as those advocates. And it's not just, you know, kind of just to get ahead in right. my career, no matter who it is. Um, so choosing those people wisely has really helped. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's super important. Um, has it been, has it been challenging? I know you've, you, you did talk about some of these things. Uh, you did talk, I'm sorry, talk about this a little directly, but I'm just, you got me thinking, has it been a challenge to sort of be the youngest person in the room sometimes uh, when you're in, you know, these significant roles at these companies. Oh, definitely. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm laughing over here as you're <laughs> asking that question. Um, yeah, it's super challenging. I think especially being a female, you know, I'm 30 years old. So a 30 year old female, I'm five, two, I'm a small person. <laughs> Um, and I'm sitting in the room, you know, with people who have 30, 40 years of, ex of corporate experience and a lot of executives. Um, I kind of take the like fake it till you make it approach, uh -huh. um, in those rooms, like just act as if, uh, everyone respects me and no one thinks that I'm like too young for this role. Got it. Which, you know, that's hard that to is do hard. sometimes. Yeah. Like when I, when I got promoted, 
I got a lot of people reaching out um, with kind of a backhanded compliment of like, wow, you're so young for that role. That happened really fast for you um, versus like you really deserve that or you right. earned that. And that was really tricky. And it's, it's, I mean, it's hard for the self-confidence to be like, why did I get this role? Like, why do they think I'm ready for this? Um, but you kind of just have to own it. Um, and try, mm-hmm. you know, try your best and go to those rooms acting as if no one's questioning you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, in knowing what I know about you and how you work, I don't see it as faking it at all. It's I, I see it as your mental toughness that you can go into that room, like you said, and say, I deserve to be here, and I'm just going to assume everyone else thinks the same thing. <laughs> or else, or else <laughs> yeah. you're going to, you, you know, you're not going to get very far. Right there. I mean, it comes down to like, there's really no choice. I can go in those rooms and be afraid of these people. Mm-hmm. Or I can say like, hey, we're just making coffee here. Right. And <laughs> I like, it's not the end of the world. Right. Um, if we don't get this right. Or I mean, I've definitely walked away from meetings, you know, worried that I didn't sound professional enough or mm-hmm. I wasn't put together enough. And sometimes I'm just like, screw it. I'm just trying my best. And at least I have a different perspective. And, and most times, and I'm not, I'm I'm talking from my experience, not anything at Starbucks. Um, but most times what I find is that if there are, um, doubts or anything, it's usually the insecurity of other people, you know, that brings that nothing Mm -hmm. to do with your experience. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. 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 That, that's some of the best advice I've received just to not take it personally. Right. It's not always about you or a reflection of you it's usually a reflection of that person the other person Mm -hmm. cool well we're gonna jump into the fun part of the show which is our rapid fire questions that we ask everyone actually my uh my wife uh brainstormed with me and and we added a couple um from you know uh from the first couple of episodes we've done so i ask whatever comes to mind first just throw it out there. There's no judging. It's not, we can, you say it and we can move on. Cool. Okay. All right. Good. Okay. Great. So in any format, what are you reading or watching at the moment that is something you'd recommend to someone launching their career? My uh, favorite book of this year has been A More Beautiful Question by Warren Berger. It's all about like how asking better questions is sometimes more powerful than having like the best answers. Right. Perfect. Good. This one I'm super interested in. What is, this is actually my favorite question of of the podcast for every podcast I've done so far. So um, what's your go-to food when you need a boost? I eat so much chocolate. Like, I think I have a bar of chocolate or more a day. I don't really, it's like, it's funny because I work at Starbucks, but I don't drink coffee because I'm naturally a caffeinated person, uh-huh. but uh-huh. I have a ton of chocolate all the time. Okay. It's in every drawer of my desk. That's a secret. Now, now you're, you know, workmates mm-hmm. can, they know where to find the chocolate <laughs> hookup when they need it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Instagram or TikTok? Oh, Instagram. I think I'm too old for TikTok. Oh, don't say that. Am okay. I? No, you're not. You're not. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, besides this one, do you have a favorite podcast? Yes, I have a couple. I love how I built this. Okay. Um, it's really cool to see, you know, people who you think have everything together. Yep. Uh, they're like kind of messy journeys to yes. the, to build their companies. And I also love the Happiness Lab. Oh, cool. I haven't heard of that one. It's great. Okay. YouTube or Hulu? I've just recently gotten into YouTube. It's, it's like a better Google. It's like you can learn anything on there. <laughs> you can. You're right. Um, cool. And so this question used to be like, hey, who in the business, blah, 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 inspires you or something. But I think uh, I like this format better. Um, if you had a talk show, who would be your very first guest? Oh, that's hard. Um, for some reason, <clears throat> and I, I don't know why, but I think, you know, in fifth grade, there's like a heroes project. I don't know if this is still a thing, but you like <laughs> pick a hero. And my hero in fifth grade was Abraham Lincoln. I knew you were going to say because, that. Because really? Yes. I just knew it. I felt it. I don't know why. <laughs> That's awesome. He was just like ballsy. I don't know if I can say that. You can see He that. was, okay. He just um, went against the grain in like yeah. a time when no one did. So I think that's cool. Awesome. Well, hey, uh, thanks for jumping on the podcast. Appreciate the insight and um, and uh, the um, sincerity in, in your answers and in your experiences. It's going to be super helpful for people out there looking to start their own thing, get started on their own. So, uh, and, uh, with the help of others. So thank you so much, Annie. Yeah, I'm so excited. Thanks for having me.